This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks, go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Welcome to episode 60 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, three stripes. Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, two stripes. Uh, so, Philly, I know you're not that big a fan of uh, watching the um, competitive jiu-jitsu, but Gary Tonin mm-hmm. beat Davi Ramos last night. Awesome. A long match. Uh, Who's the second guy? Davi Ramos, ADCC champion, okay. really good at jiu-jitsu, a lot okay. bigger than Gary Tonin, maybe outweighs him by, I don't know, 30 pounds. Okay. Um, it was in Hawaii. I have a feeling that's why they went there. They wanted a vacation. Mm-hmm. But um, I want to I want to kind of go past that and, and talk about the upcoming match, which is uh, a a an incredible wrestler who's looking to go into MMA, and that's Bo Nickel against Gordon Ryan. That's going to be a grappling match. And uh, in that grappling match, there's no pulling guard um, and there's no footlocks. Okay. So that was kind of the rule set that they agreed to. Um, And I want to get your thoughts on what kind of match you think that is and, and, and just your thoughts on it. The guy currently a college wrestler. No, no, no. He actually um, didn't make the Olympic team because there's a real stud in his weight class. He was he was going to try to make the Olympic team, so he said, "Screw it, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into MMA and make some money." Oh, okay. Um, I'm curious to to see it, but how do they? Has to be a submission. I'm assuming to win. I think his college record, and this may be wrong because you know I make up statistics on the spot a lot of times. I think it was 196 and two. Yeah. So he's a really, really good. So, yeah, he's used to losing. Right. Too, so. <laughs> Not so much. Um, how, how do you win? Is it points or is it submission? Only? It's it's points, points or submission. Okay. It's not going to come down to points. I wouldn't. I would assume Gordon Ryan's going to win. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a different. I don't know. I still haven't watched enough wrestling. Like I try to watch like some of like Joey's matches and stuff mm-hmm. when they get posted. Mm-hmm. Cause then I'm at least interested in the person doing it. Cause it's otherwise it's hard for me to just watch it. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't watched enough of it to kind of still understand all that. I can tell, um, 
when they're really good at wrestling, though, their body position stuff is obviously super good, and transition stuff is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. And they seem to never quit. Right. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I think that Bo Nickel is going to have a hard time in the in the depths of the matches because I'm not sure it's either a ten or a fifteen minute match. Wrestlers aren't used to going that long mm-hmm. um, and conserving energy and, and things of that nature. But I think that the outcome is going to be Gordon Ryan's going to win by submission. I don't I don't know what, but what I It'll particularly like about this matchup, and I think I think it's really smart of that whole Danner Death Squad is I think that they're trying to get a bigger audience and grow jujitsu. And that's what I like because I, I know, uh, especially, and it's brilliant because it's going to be on flow grappling, right? So all yeah. the people who like wrestling, they have a, they already have a, a, a membership to uh, flow, flow wrestling, right? G- grappling. So they're going to be able to see it. And Is then, wrestling a different one or the same? I think I've seen Ben Askren talking well, about it. I don't know that you can separate them. I've got the wrestling and the and the I've got all of it. It's I think if you just get a, a membership to Flow Grappling, it includes all of it. Okay. Marching bands, you know, if you're into that sort of thing. Really? Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Watch that. I like Drumline. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you could you could watch that on Flow Grappling. Um, that's weird, but we'll come back to that. Is that um, a movie? Huh? Is that a movie? Drumline. I know. Yeah, it was I good. know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad movie because I've never seen it. Gordon Ryan's going to take his back probably with the Renegade. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. It's exactly what I think is going to happen. But the, I really do think it's brilliant in showing the power of jujitsu and getting. Uh, now this only works if Ryan wins, right? Because if Nickel wins, then the wrestlers are going to be like, "Yeah, wrestling's better anyway." That whatever, but. But I think it's exposing an entirely new audience, an audience that's predisposed to already liking the grappling arts to really kind of get into jujitsu. Yeah. That's that seems like a good plan. I mean, what are what's a thirty year old guy gonna do if he wants to wrestle somebody? Do they have He's gonna do jujitsu. Like do they have red I don't think they have wrestling, do they? No, there's, yeah, I mean, there's is men's there like, wrestling clubs, but you can't there, really wrestle. I mean, it's there's very few. There's still people out there who do it. Don't get me wrong. There's still people. I didn't know there I, who wrestle and and, but it's it's minuscule the numbers of people that wrestle after college if they're not actively coaching collegiate wrestling or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, certainly much much less than are in jujitsu at that age okay so i think it is going to give them i think that it is going to give them an outlet for for that just like jujitsu did for for me um you know again because i've looked for places you know and the only places that you can go are you know local high schools if you want to help out with uh with them chris teller uh one of the brown belts at, at um charlotte he does that he helps coach kids i don't know if it's junior high or high school but you know and he still is able to wrestler and he he's um older than 30 i'm pretty sure yeah but um, if i mean like if you wanted to wrestle yourself and like train wrestling still man it, it i i looked it up whenever i got here and i i couldn't really find anything so I, i've never seen it i just i don't know yeah and charlotte's a pretty big market if something was going to be there it would be here 
Okay. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. And it, anything to grow it obviously is good. Um, yeah. I guess I'm taking it back to the, I see that I see people argue all the time about like the MMA stuff about like what's best and jujitsu won the first couple. And then, um, people kind of talk about striking and now it seems to be like wrestling with Khabib and everything. Uh-huh. I just think that's like a meta change of just like adapting to what the best people are doing right now and trying to find a weakness in it. And then it's just going to change. Yeah. But also Khabib is a, a Sambo champion as well. I mean, Sambo's Russian jujitsu, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I don't, I know there are differences. I don't really know much about Sambo, but well, who's the other guy? The, um, the smaller Olympian wrestler. Cejudo? Yeah. Henry, Henry Cejudo? Henry, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also a champion right now, right? Still? Yeah. Yeah. He knows jujitsu as well. Okay. Yeah. He was like an Olympic wrestler, right? Yeah. He's a, he's an Olympic gold medalist. So he's, yeah. So wrestler so, first, pretty much. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Same way with Ben Askren. You know, everybody says. He's ben the greatest Ask- fighter of all time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think that's. he. Well, you know, he would have been a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know. Okay. All right, Phil. Greatest fighter of all time. Ben Askren's jock. That's all I'm saying. Best fighter of all time. (laughs) But Ben Askren is also a black belt at Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's a wrestler first, yes. Mm -hmm. But he also... Has amazing hair. Has amazing hair. Has a terrible body. And he's good at (laughs) (laughs) jiu-jitsu. You can't argue with any of those things. He's amazing. He's the best fighter of all time. (laughs) With a dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> Train smarter, not harder. <laughs> That's obviously his approach. Um, but I, I really, I really do like that. I think, and I think that anybody who thinks that that um, that Gordon Ryan or you know, I know he's an acquired taste to a lot of people. A lot of people don't like him, but I, I think he is trying to get eyes on the sport of jujitsu. Yeah, I mean, I think he's mostly doing it for himself. Um, to grow his brand. I mean, it's pretty clear he's doing that whole, like, say outrageous stuff. But, like, I opened Instagram for the first time in, like, a month and a half, and the person that pops up is a picture of his bank account. Oh, how much did he have in there? He said, like, $400,000, and he's calling someone out. I don't even know who it was to for a $100,000 match. And talking about how everybody says they're confident. He's like, I am confident. So that's, like, his thing. He tries to get as much attention by being outrageous, and it works. I mean, that's... That's what they're all doing is mm-hmm. getting as much attention possible. So as many people buy tickets as possible to get paid the most. I mean, it, it is kind of annoying, but at the same time, it's everybody's fault for doing it. Like if you're going to keep buying the fights and watching and talking about it, they're not going to stop doing it. It's what makes money. So he does that, you know, maybe for jujitsu, but I think he's doing a lot for himself and some, like, I don't know, McGregor did the same thing. Then he like started a wine company or what is it now? Whiskey. Whiskey. Rapa 12. Yeah. Now it's like he doesn't. Rapa 12. He he tweets like he still wants to fight, but I don't don't think he does. Sponsored by Rapa 12. (laughs) No, we're not. We're not, ladies and gentlemen. Um, And it's not that bad of whiskey. I've had it. But so, so let me reframe that because inherently everyone acts in their own self-interest and i agree that yeah. gordon ryan is acting in his own self-interest but i think that there's more thought behind his own self-interest of he knows and and maybe it's the entire team maybe it's john danaher that's mastermind and the whole thing i don't i don't know i don't pretend to know maybe whenever i talk to john danaher 
or we talk to John Danaher and he comes on the show. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to happen at some point in time. He'll let us know that this was part of the grand scheme of things in that, that he's trying to get jujitsu everywhere. And, you know, um, Oh gosh, I can't remember the guy's name. Who's in Europe now trying to get jujitsu in the curriculum for all of the junior high, high school, maybe even elementary junior high, high school is physical fitness possibility just like wrestling i think maybe this is a step in that direction maybe i'm reading too much into it right but just thinking about it maybe that's the direction that they want to go that that they see that there's so much benefit behind jiu-jitsu and there is that that they if they capture a wider audience then you know the the possibility the possibilities are endless in in how far jiu-jitsu can grow sure yeah no i yeah, I think you're just. You think I'm overthinking like it? You're just like ten steps past what I think they're doing, but yeah, <laughs> I think they're just getting it as and, big a name and like, like the Mayweather McGregor. McGregor thing. Everybody knew what was going to happen. You know, now he's talk. Now Mayweather's talking about Khabib. coming out of retirement to fight Khabib. Yeah, that's why wouldn't Khabib do it? Right. Well, that's just what sells. I mean, and like I think that's what they're trying to hit with the wrestling thing. I think. Again, it's going to get more eyes on it. Yeah, maybe people, more people will try it, but I think they're just doing because that's what's going to sell the most is you get the two biggest names and just mash them together. Mm-hmm. Because if it's somebody like me, like I don't know, first off, I don't know who that wrestler, Bo Nichols Bo is. Nickel. I've never heard of him before. And also, wow, even you with, really don't watch any wrestling then? No, any. man. No. I mean, other than Joey. <laughs> That's right. I watch <laughs> Facebook watch Live clips <laughs> of Joey. So, <laughs> the, um, but even the like top MMA people, I only know a handful. And then the other people, I have no idea. So, most people could be, could fight. I've not heard of. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. until he becomes the guy that's fighting Khabib. Then I've heard of him. Do you think, do you think, do you think that the wrestling audience is bigger than the jiu-jitsu audience? Probably. I don't know. I, I would have to look that up. I would bet it is. I would think so. Cause there's like even, I don't because know how many people like passionately school. follow it after high school, but like through high school, the wrestling team, even in my small high school was big. I mean, there's a lot of people. Dude, my brother wrestled like two years and, and because Nick, his son wrestled, he loves wrestling. Like he, they, they actually went to the collegiate, um, wrestling championships last year, like to watch he, and stuff. Yeah. And he's yeah. got a flow. He's got a flow grappling or no, sometimes. Yeah. I, I would think wrestling audience is bigger just because it's more like mainstream sport. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you're going to have mm. your hardcore people in that. It's got, it's got to be bigger. Yeah. I think so too. I'm going to look that up. How? On, I mean, Google does that, right? What's the question? How, how large of an audience is wrestling? How many people watch wrestling? Not professional wrestling. <laughs> I mean, that's way bigger. I did, try to still, I did try to hit you with the Stoke Cone Center the other day. A couple you weeks did. ago, it didn't work. You did try. It didn't work at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was losing. It was a Hail Mary. So <laughs> It's a good attempt. Good attempt. Uh, um, yeah, but I, I just think it's interesting. And, and again, maybe I'm, maybe somewhere the truth lies somewhere in between what both you and I feel. 
I don't think it hurts it in any way. Even if he loses, I mean, mm-hmm. but I don't see him losing because it's more his. That's more his style of match. I mean, it's like you already hit on the time frame purposes. If there is a money line on gambling sites for the Gordon Ryan Bo Nickel match, I will bet a significant amount on Gordon Ryan. Yeah. I don't think there will be a money line. What is money line? Vegas odds. Why wouldn't there be odds? Why wouldn't he be the favorite? No, I just don't know if people bet on jujitsu. Like, yeah. Yeah? If you think bet on everything. Oh, there's, I'm, I gotta take people, notes. People, I gotta, people I gotta, bet on the like video game things that they play. All right, I'm gonna look up numbers for wrestling, and also if there's any betting in jujitsu. There's 100 betting somewhere. Otherwise, if anyone in the audience wants to uh, place a gentleman's bet on this, uh, <laughs> hit me up on the BJGA campaign uh, podcast group. Um, we'll see. Okay, moving on. I do really find it interesting, though. I mean, I I really do find that whole that whole thing and and the thought behind getting a bigger audience involved. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, I think that's what. Yeah, of course. Uh, I think that's like when they talk about the original UFC stuff. That's what was interesting is that it was those like mashup of styles when they say which would be more effective. Because I mean, I read that internet argument once a week. It seems mm-hmm. of like which one's better in the streets and like <laughs> that seems to answer that question but now it's everybody does all the same stuff but um yeah. anyway that's okay. why it's interesting is you have like conor mcgregor and floyd mayweather match up where it's like it's just what are the rules and then whoever's been practicing and training under that rule set for 20 years is probably going to be the one who's going to win yeah if we change the rules to the favor of the other person it's going to switch totally and agree everybody knows that yeah totally agree you're right. And whoever has more money going into it gets to decide the rules. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so interested to see that. So next, let's move on and um, and talk about some of the, uh, you know, because we're, we're kind of all over the place sometimes with our training and our focus and, and here lately. Well, first off, maybe we'll pivot to this, and that is that I've had probably – well, no, it's not been the biggest break because I did get to train out in California last week. But, um, you know, I had a, a, a an injury, a sprain to my um, um, medial collateral ligament. And it, it really hurt for several weeks. And, yeah. And, um, and, you know, it was it was hard, man. It was hard not to keep myself off the mats. But, you know, I think it helped whenever we talked about it before of – it's such a small snapshot in in what we in the time frame that we're going to spend overall in jiu-jitsu that five or six days um is not going to hurt and and uh our professor john plyler he he put a post in our um on our site and said you know kind of talked about training um either not training while you're injured and either coming in and watching class or doing self-study. I chose to um, dive into that, enter the system. I bought that a while back, the Danaher Kimura system. 
Um, so I chose to di- dive into that because I really like Morris yeah. and was able, it was like, Oh my God, it was, I think that the content was like, I want to say 18 hours of Kimura stuff mm-hmm. with the same things reiterated over and over about the Kimura, which was great. You know, it was great. Um, and a fantastical, fantastic instructional, but, um, but so the, I, I really liked doing that because my mind was always on jujitsu still, even though I was not, you know, actively training that much other than that, that class out in California. Yeah. But, um, you know, you took a little time off, right? Yeah. Here. I took another week off on six days, week, whatever. Yeah. How, well, it's the second time now that I've done that like mm-hmm. this year, both mm-hmm. times I felt much better when I came back. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel like stuff is like sinking in that I don't realize is sinking in mm-hmm. or almost I break, like I get in the, the rut of doing the same thing all the time. Like I was telling you, I was doing that like half guard lockdown. Like I didn't learn that. I just started doing it. Um, and I was getting in my own way with it, but I kept doing it every time for some reason. And now I don't seem to be doing that anymore. So I don't know. It's like a little reset for me. And I saw the post also, but, um, not to say it doesn't necessarily apply to me. Um, but I go out of my way to do a lot of my own training all the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I feel as though I put my hours in. Sure. So when everything is kind of sore all the time, uh, when I don't think it should be, I'm just, I'm going to take a little bit of time, you know, because I more than make it up in my opinion. Uh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it was directed at anybody. I think it was, I think. Oh no, I know. But like I, well, I guess I should clear, clarify that. Cause like I see that and I'm like, yeah, I'm not a class and I should be, I should be trying to get, you know, so I like get on myself at first because I'm not there. Yeah. Which I, sure. Which I would do that anyway. Like you've always messed with me when I'm like, I think I'm gonna take a day off and you're like, oh, well we're going to do that thing that you wanted, you know? (laughs) So like I would get in my own head about taking a day off no matter what. But like taking a couple of days off has always been weird to me and I don't necessarily like to do it, but there, that's the second time that I've come back with almost like a fresher perspective or just almost like a clean slate on habits where I feel like I'm, I'm not, not necessarily fixing issues that I'm not good at or anything, but I, I think, I think I have a tendency to do the same thing all the time. I, I think and you're I right. I think up. it is a, a hard reboot of your system, you know, and again, same thing, exact same thing with me. You fall into the same traps and now I'm now because I've had that, that, that time of reflection because, you know, just because I'm not on the mat, actually, I probably think about it more when I'm not on the mat. I think about jujitsu more. I'm than, the opposite. Do you? Yeah. I'm way less. You think about it way less. Mm-hmm. See, I think I think about it more whenever I'm I'm off the mat because I kind of evaluate what 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 my uh, weaknesses are and kind of try to figure out what I'm going to do for a game plan to strengthen those. Uh, I've I feel like lately I've done a lot of failing immediately and just uh, just like taking it up with John like that day. And getting getting an answer, and like That's I was telling, like I was telling Derek, it took me like two weeks to figure out. But part of that, I think, is the time off. But it took like two weeks to kind of figure out what he meant by close the guard back up was the first thing he said. But then he also kind of said, "Get on top." In what 
context? Uh, so I'm bottom half guard and I'm like shooting for the, the deep underhook to go for a back take. Uh-huh. Most people flatten me right back out. Um, I feel that better people to shut that down, flatten me out, work towards the Kimura or something. Mm-hmm. That's typically when the person's much better than me, the reaction I get. I was finding with newer people um, that they'll be like, what are you doing? You know, like, why are you sitting up? And like, try to just react and sit away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, what do we do here? You know, because I wasn't used to that reaction. So I asked about it, but I didn't understand what he meant. But I figured out today, I'll just... They're giving me all that space. Never mind. I'm just going to close the garden right. and work from there. But again, so that was a, a weird scenario that was coming up over and over and over. And then I'm, once I realized it or I'm failing and, and I don't know where to go next, I've just, I feel like I'm pretty much good for one question every sparring class lately. I yeah. Don't know. And that's, that's kind of, kind of doing it. And then I, I don't know. I just haven't been thinking about it outside as much the last couple of months, but. Well, that's because you've been addicted to Call of Duty. Whatever. A lot of time spent thinking about that. So. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, th- I think it's, you know, I think whether you're whether you're in class, um, you know, watching, you know, watching details because, you know, it, it's, it's true, you know, like whenever you're there watching the details from the outside, you, you can see things that maybe you're doing and correct those things just in your mind. Um, so that, so that you can move forward and, and, you know, do things more correctly. But, um, also the, the whole doing self study on, on things that interest you, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm there in, in my campaign of trying to figure out what really, is of interest to me and really trying to take a deep dive into that. And certainly Kamora's or that's certainly a position that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like the clock joke for me is just what came up and seems to be a really powerful joke. And it's a situation that I end up in a lot. Mm-hmm. And then once I started doing it, seeing the entry on the other side, it's always there every time people elbow escape. And that's what I started working on left-handed, but I couldn't get it. You know, so I wanted to go in, drill it a couple of times today to get a feel for it, to try to incorporate it in. Derek added another layer of questions for me to, I'm going to ask John about prior tomorrow morning is asking mm-hmm. like, what's the deal with this elbow? Yeah. Whenever you put what, the elbow. What are your thoughts on yeah. it? Because it felt really strong when I got there, but also when I had it in right, it didn't feel like I couldn't get to that step because people had tapped already because it was tight. Yeah. Like as my transition was going on. So let's get the thoughts. Yeah. You no, know? And it's another, another uh, layer to add to that uh-huh. position, which is coming up from everywhere from that gift wrap, from the arm across from that's what I was talking to Rich about. Cause it comes up in side control, top half guard from the mount. That's every position on top that I'm usually in. Mm-hmm. I've found a way to work the arm across now, either side, to work either into the Kimura to try that or into the back take for that choke. And just six, six months ago, neither of us had ever tried the clock choke in rolling. No. Ever. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a big difference. I wonder what the next thing like that's going to be. Heel hooks. It's not. No, yeah. That'd not be awesome. Be Don't get me excited, Phil. Yeah, okay. God. Stupid. <laughs> I'll figure them out eventually. I know you will. 
she'll get tired of Talise heel hooking you. <laughs> sure, he did it twice. He's dirty. <laughs> In the gi, no less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, we're not recommending heel hooks in the gi, folks. That's not really something that's kosher unless you're a really good fun training partner with someone um but let's see hmm oh i had the opportunity uh i mentioned it a little bit earlier this week to do an introduction to jujitsu to our co-workers this is the second year in a row that i've done it last year had four people start and all of them were still doing jujitsu mm-hmm. at this we had 18 people and John helped me um, with the curriculum that I did. It was just easy stuff, you know, grip breaks and, um, you know, uh, distance management and um, sucker punch defense, that sort of thing, uh, along, you know, with always fun, do a, do the Monte Leon, the rear naked choke. And uh, so we had about an hour, and uh, there were, man, super excited. Everybody was really seemed to enjoy it, told me they enjoyed it. And, um, it's something that I really like doing. And again, folks, I'm not teaching. I'm, I'm a three stripe blue belt. I'm not an instructor. I'm not, I don't, at some point in time, I probably will be it, you know, but I just, I think it's, it, it, it's nice. It's really nice of my company to be able to provide us that, that outlet to, uh, you know, a look at healthy lifestyles and also b look at uh, a self-defense based curriculum and get an exposure for people who've never done jujitsu and kind of demystify what it is. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And I hope that next year there's four more, you know? Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's getting four people to try it is hard. Yeah. I don't No, I haven't gotten four people yet. No. <laughs> Two. I think two people so far. One is like saying he's going to do it yeah. for about a year now. Yeah. So here we are. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. It is hard. Maybe we'll devote an episode to tricks and tips <laughs> on that. Because, you know, that's a that's a pretty good number. I don't know. I'm trying to think of how many I've gotten... Maybe, maybe six or eight. Mm-hmm. One person, Derek. He's blue belt now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that yeah, that's pretty good. It's hard to get people to try jujitsu. It's really hard. Uh, so anyway, moving on. Um, wanted to kind of talk to about our back to basics approach that we've been using lately. Lately, as in like 2019, like the last two and a half years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. No, but I mean, really, we're you know we're actively trying to pass guard and and guard retention stuff like that. You know, it seems like I don't know. Maybe it's going to seem it seems boring to some about doing that, but I think it's. I've been enjoying that lately. Yeah. So what are you calling basics? Just guard retention, passing guard. Right? Don't you think that's basics? I guess, yeah. I thought you were talking more like fundamental stuff. 
I mean, yeah, I guess. Which is, that is part of and all, but yeah. I misunderstood what you said, but yeah, like the drilling, positional drilling of the guard passing. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's one of my favorite things to do. Me too. It probably is my favorite thing to do. Same here. Yeah. In, unless it's the back take stuff. Come again. The transition and back takes or positional sparring from the back. I don't know. I still like guard passing better. No. I mean, when I'm on someone's back, that's better. No, I, I, I know, but I'm just talking about whenever we're doing positional sparring. Like, yeah. It sucks when someone has my back. <laughs> I can do guard passing either side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was kind of a flop. No, I think it's fun. No, I think it's fun. And I've been, I think we were talking about it the other day, but I was forcing that. Because uh, I've been working with it with Joey for a long time. Because mm-hmm. um, he's a lot better than I am on the bottom of the guard. But we're, you know, relatively close in size. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's a lot bigger than I thought he's he was. He's a lot bigger than you. I don't know when that happened, but I thought we were the same size. Feels close enough, though. Well, he's a man child right now. That's true. So. <laughs> <laughs> but. He he's a lot better on the bottom, but it's helped me a lot with my balance and stuff for passing. So I'm mm-hmm. a lot more confident with that. And I think I was telling you, I say it on the podcast or not, but I wanted to start playing more of the open guard now on the bottom to see if that'll help my passing because I get stuck in places a lot. Mm-hmm. So kind of go back to see like what are people doing to me mm-hmm. that screw me up and they pass my guard, you know. But I'm still at the point where. When I'm standing, I know what I want to get into. Like, even if it's not the best posture or base or anything, mm-hmm. like, I'm at least comfortable there, you know? Sure. And I can put up somewhat of a fight before I get swept. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know where I want to go, and I know what I want to hold, you know? And when I'm on the bottom, I kind of know I want sleeves. Mm-hmm. And that's sure. it, you know? Sure. So I don't have a preferred guard. I don't have a preferred sweep. I don't have anything. Um that I feel really yeah no I don't have anything you don't have a preferred sweep no come on Phil no there's no open guard stuff that I'm good at I mean the daily he was stuck no Mm -mm. all right no if the person is good at standing and passing the guard I've not I've made no improvement there all year. Like I said, I wanted to. And then I, uh, I think I did the right thing by realizing like, that's not where you should focus right now. And like figuring out some sort of sweep from like close guard or at least fighting for it. I've had more success in half guard mm-hmm. with sweeps and back takes sure. and at least changing the position a lot more than the guard. Um, I think I'll figure it out. I'm not really worried about it. We've still got uh, a month left in 2019, so. It's true. Still hope. It's true. Well, I feel like I'm a lot better than I was at the beginning of the year. But yeah, 100%. Still pretty bad at the open guard. But no, I have no preferred. I have no. There's not like I can grab your sleeves, put my feet somewhere and be like, I know what I'm going to do if you go this way, and I know what I'm going to do if you go that way. Mm-hmm. I don't have that anywhere. Okay. Fair enough. Still fun, though. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And yeah, and you know, whenever we were doing that, that that's the that's the fun part about, you know, 
whenever we were training today and you know the first four minutes we were just going with because i've been doing a lot of guard retention i think that's you know that's one place that no matter how good you are at jujitsu and i'm not but i think that's one place that you can always see improvements whenever you work it hard is that guard retention and you know you're going to screw it up a lot but that's that's the fun part of it learn from those mistakes and go on so i think and, and also to be able to actively do that um to be able to actively get in those positions whenever you're with someone you know uh um that that may not be as good as you, it, you because you've been doing it longer whenever you're with those people to basically do that uh do the guard retention stuff come up go you know turn it turn that positioning around get swept and then go back to the guard and do the guard retention stuff again that's what that's what i did uh, for a large part of the time um uh, in our last sparring session and i really really like that i think it, i think it helps all the way around to see just different looks from everybody mm-hmm. doing it so yeah there's a lot of people that are around my size but what i've noticed is they all tend to prefer to play on the bottom so if I'm if we're not starting on the feet and I say you want to start up or down, they all want to start down. Big reason why I think my guard passing has got a lot better. Mm-hmm. And most of the time I'm pretty confident I'm gonna pass a person's guard. Mm-hmm. Even Joey. I'm gonna get by it sometimes. Once in a while. You know. <laughs> so like I think I know what I'm gonna try to do and I'm pretty confident I'll eventually have some success and I'm gonna get passed. Or at least far, uh, force like half guard. Sure. Which I like a lot. But uh I kind of don't remember where I was going with that, but they like to be on the bottom versus like, I don't really work the bottom too much. Mm-hmm. And when, okay. Yeah. So like last morning, one of the last couple, couple times, I just ask people what they want to do. And when they're saying they want to work open guard and stuff, I'm fine with it. And I'm just going passing and resetting. So like going back to, I think we had that conversation. Like, is it rude? Cause I think Joey said to me, like, I'm not trying to just pass your guard over and over again. I'm like, that's the entire point of the drill. You know, I was <laughs> like, I don't think it's rude. Like I don't, I, I don't either. Like I mean, I'd that's... rather lose fats. Like don't just slowly beat me and I only lose four times. I'm going to lose 36 times and I get that much better. <laughs> I, like, I don't, True. there's like, I don't need you to. No, like, I, I have to, I know I have to mess it up 300 times. So like, let's get it over with and just kind of mash through this and I'll figure some stuff out. I have to fail like 400 times before I think of the correct question to be like, all right, he's doing this. He's done this a couple times at 400. So like, how do I stop that? You know, I don't <laughs> You are a little bit slow, Phil. Yeah, uh, but but two folks, um, you know, this is this is people we've been training with for over two years. You know, so so you, maybe it's not. <laughs> I'm not going to go to white belt and pass their guard and reset. You know, that started three months ago. Pass their guard, reset. Pass their guard, reset. I'm not going <laughs> to okay. do that. Okay. Okay. Well, you yeah. see what you yeah, see where the see where the yeah. problem is in that. Yeah, but I'm talking. They'll have, they're not going to be like specifically working on something. I they I, won't know that. Yeah, I get it. I get it, Phil. But I'm just saying for our audience. If yeah. They're, if they're yeah. Okay. And they're, and they're like oh, BJJ campaign guys. And b- <laughs> by the way, folks, a disclaimer: we don't know anything. We don't really know what we're talking about. We just want to. I'm just saying for myself. Like, yeah, we I just want to talk about jujitsu. Yeah, I just want like. I know I'm working on the open guard. I don't need you to like. There's time. There's like times where people put in corrections and stuff like that, and I like when people add in resistance as I'm figuring something out. Mm-hmm. That you know works, but at the same time, like 
I don't know. I'm not going to take offense to you passing the guard when I said, like, people are passing my guard. I need to figure this out. If you sit there and don't do anything, that's not helping. Like, right. I need to, I need the reaction. I, uh, so even today, like, uh, kind of on the same same wavelength, I was trying to do a Kimura. And you're like, oh, just hold the head. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm trying. <laughs> like, it's hard. <laughs> no, that was a great exercise. And, and so, like, for the experiment, I'm like, let me just see what you do. Because, number one, I think it's harder than you realize, but also I'm not good at this and I haven't done it a lot. So let me see. Cause I did see two things you did that I don't do. So I told you, I said, go with the biggest guy in the room, mm-hmm. you know, grab the Kimura from this position. Cause this is where I grab it. Like, I don't need you to do it from probably a better position just cause like, that's not how it's coming up right now. Sure. So just recreate this exact scenario. And it's that north-south position. It's folks. more of the back take first yeah, to transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into, sure. So like when they turn away from you from side control. Yeah. And I'm, it's the same off that gift wrap that I keep talking about, but like I'll, I'll reach under their head and use their elbow to, in my chest to kind of turn them away. And then I get the Kimura grip from there. And I said, so let me see how you hold that position, transition and, and lock in the Kimura. And when the guy is got a good size advantage on you, and you're not totally controlling the head and everything, and you're trying to get to that position. You know, I, you you used your knee, you used your knee over uh, his arm, which mm-hmm. I don't do. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not the Kimura arm, the other one, uh, to help. And you were letting go of the Kimura to base, mm-hmm. which is it's been noted on this podcast. Drilled in my head: do not let go of the Kimura at any point. So I never let go, There's and I use my face. To I always use my head. And a lot of times I can either pick myself up or work kind of into like a belly down arm lock or whatever off that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was just, I just wanted to see it. And I think when I was saying, I hear what you're telling me to do, Mm -hmm. but I'm missing something before that. I think I picked up two of the things, you know, and there's more, but two things that I can add and try to fix it. But that's in that same thing. I, I wanted to get the, position that i'm struggling with i want to enter in it and i just want you to keep breaking it so i can keep fixing one thing at a time to tighten that up because that's the only way i seem to be able to learn is and that knee over the arm so that I, if if they put their arm up i can get that reverse triangle on them because it's a super dominant it's a really dominant position there and, and they've got they've got nothing to defend with on that kimura oh i thought it was just very control it, it it is, but it's for even more control if they move that arm up and out. Mm. So it's kind of that uh, that Danny uh, was his name Danny uh, at the origin camp. Who, Savory, Savory, yeah. Um, was talking about. So yeah, no, and and it was a good exercise for me too because because Rich is good and and he's he's bigger than me and he's very agile uh, for his size and uh, so. So yeah, it was a good good exercise and, and it was fun to do. And I, I kind of see after that, I kind of see what you're talking about because it is a big difference with the size difference for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, because if I can get to when I get into the spot you're telling me to, mm-hmm. it's a it's different and I can control it. But it's getting there is really hard. Mm-hmm. But anyway, my whole point to that entire story was for the guard passing, just pass the guard, and eventually I'll figure something out. Yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, Phil. So, um, why don't you let the audience know how they can support us? T-shirts, patches, hoodies, rash guards. Hoodies coming this week, folks. Should. Yeah. I'm going to ship today. Yeah. 
to here so they'll be ready for Black Friday. That's exactly. And what is the uh, Black Friday deal that we have going? I think it's $99 for everything. Kitchen sink deal. Kitchen sink. Yep. Everything. Why is that a saying? Like everything in the kitchen sink. It's just a saying. Yeah, I don't get that one. And the kitchen sink or in the kitchen sink? No, and the kitchen sink. Yeah, it's a kitchen sink deal. It's everything. I don't like that saying. Okay, whatever. We're still using it because right. our vice president of marketing and business, business development, Doug Schluter, Schluter came up with An it. An intro class assistant. An intro. <laughs> yeah. Got a long title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, also, the role model women's only camp. Uh, it is May 1st through 3rd, 2020. And that's in Indianapolis, Indiana. We've got the likes of Nikki Sullivan, Hillary Van Ornum. Uh, and we've got a special, um, a special where if you use the BJJ campaign uh, code, you get 10% off. Also, just for everybody out there, if you sign up for this camp, rash guards included, and they've got sweet rash guards. Yeah, and they won't let me in. Yeah, I know. They denied my Identify as women? Do you tried so hard? They won't let me in. Okay. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. So, sorry, guys. Even if you identify as women, you can't go to the role model camp. Um, That's probably offended a lot of people. (laughs) Don't care. Um, (laughs) Who am I kidding? This is just a podcast. You can't really offend anybody. Um, uh, What else? Anything else? Uh, YouTube. Yep. Episodes are on there. But if you're already listening here, you probably don't listen on YouTube because you only need to listen to it once. Yeah. Yeah. And our Instagram. And happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving. We'll get some turkey let's rolls. Let's do a thankful episode. Yeah, let's do a thankful episode. That's good. good today. We should have done it today. We didn't have that much planning on today's episode, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so, folks, if you're not doing something out there to get better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I, we choose jujitsu. We hope you do, too. This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks, go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. roll.